Welcome to The Excellent Fiduciary, a podcast from Roland Chris, where we explore what it takes to meet and exceed the demands of managing an employee benefit plan in today's complex market. From regulatory developments to fiduciary news and practical tips, tune in to The Excellent Fiduciary for your step-by-step guide in achieving compliance and confidence in a new fiduciary era. Now let's begin today's show with an introduction from our Roland Chris host. Thank you, Ashley. Excessive fees for services that support retirement plans, large and small, are widespread and engulf many employers in a sea of lawsuits, costly settlements, and ruined reputations. A crisis is brewing. Fees paid to third parties that service retirement plans represent one of the most significant legal risks for employers that sponsor employee benefit plans qualified under the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, or ERISA. Due to the volatility of the investment markets, more employees today review the disclosures they receive about their retirement account fees than at any prior period and they're taking notice of the fees deducted from their accounts. Complaints about excessive fees are high on the list of reasons that employees file claims against their employers with the U.S. Department of Labor. A new era of employee activism is underway in which plaintiff lawyers are finding fertile ground for litigation opportunities catching many employers unprepared. And the challenge facing human resources leaders and finance executives is to ensure that operations managers have the training, the guidelines, the controls, and the tools that elevate fiduciary risk management to its proper priority. Hi, I'm Ron Hagen, and it's my pleasure to host this episode of the Excellent Fiduciary Podcast. I'm chairman of the Risk Standards Committee here at Roland Chris. We are a risk advisor to employers that sponsor employee benefit plans, including retirement, pension, welfare, and health plans. In this podcast, we're going to pull back the facade that covers the compensation arrangements used by nearly all vendors of services to retirement plans, and we'll describe what to look for when evaluating your plan's fees and why it's critical to do that, and then what to do with what you discover. I'll start with this observation. Uh, It's derived from years of work in the area of service provider cost improvements. The executives who make procurement decisions for their organization's retirement plans and who are responsible for negotiating the best arrangements with their vendors are typically finance or human resources experts. And because of this, plan sponsors, these kinds of, these plan sponsors often don't speak their retirement plan vendors' esoteric language, which creates an immediate communication challenge and contributes to an information gap. Uh, The information gap between retirement services vendors and retirement plan sponsors has created fertile ground for, for gotchas in vendor service agreements that continue to waste millions of dollars of retirement plan savings annually. Uh, Many vendors represent themselves as genuine, devoted partners to retirement plan sponsors uh, from their brands, their marketing presentations, and their detailed regular updates to their clients. And by all accounts, these vendors' efforts are focused on helping their clients' retirement plans to be successful. Unfortunately, 
While managers may interpret that vendors act in their employees' best interests, some vendors are authentic in only one thing, and that's their desire to be profitable. Now, being profitable doesn't necessarily exist to exclude being ethical and representing clients' interests. But U.S. pension and trust laws blur this line of profitability versus ethics to an even fainter shade of gray. So for retirement plan sponsors, fiduciary rules require that they adhere to strict procedures for managing their employees' retirement plans. For the service providers or the vendors, no laws burden them with a fiduciary duty that's equal to their clients. So right off the bat, the bat, a fundamental misalignment of interests is at play. Most human resources executives care greatly about doing the right thing and adhering to their fiduciary duty, but if they so choose, vendors legally have the latitude to care only about money. The proof in all of this is the pricing structure that dominates record-keeping firms, investment advisors, and investment managers' contracts. That structure applies a percentage arbitrarily selected by the vendor that's applied against the total value of the retirement plan's assets. This is the so-called asset-based pricing. And vendors have sold this approach to, uh, to computing their fees to human resources managers and finance executives as what they call industry standard pricing. While asset-based pricing is insidious if left unchecked, and it usually generates an ever-increasing compensation for a vendor, regardless of whether its service level increases to match its fees. It's a sure way to light the litigation fuse. No other professional service sector firms compute their fees in this fashion. Accounting and legal firms, for example, are compensated for the time they spend performing the services they render. Now, while asset-based pricing is not illegal for vendors to employ, it's the fuel that can ignite an adverse legal event for any employer that gives way to industry standard pricing unwittingly or otherwise. Now, as a guideline, the U.S. Department of Labor says that reasonable compensation under the so-called fee disclosure rule, that's the rule passed in 2012 called uh, under Section 408B2, and the measuring stick for the fee disclosure rule is a market-based standard, not a so-called industry standard. Using benchmarking, vendors can mask inappropriate compensation levels, which they do, and easily mislead planned fiduciaries. Publishers of fee reports have emerged since the introduction of the fee disclosure rule, and those reports usually compare vendors' asset-based rates, not dollars, to conduct the comparisons. So unsuspecting human resources managers might conclude from reading these kinds of reports that their vendors' costs are reasonable when the actual compensation paid in dollars is anything but fair. Hiring and managing investment and administration vendors for retirement plans are complex and risky. Complex due to confusing jargon and interlocking vendor relationships. Risky because buyers are at a significant information disadvantage. Also, vendors are specialists in the design of their products, services, and compensation arrangements. Executives who buy from these vendors don't have the vendor's degree of specialization. The result? Vendors have a critical information advantage over their clients 
and that information advantage is the root cause of excessive fees. We believe enterprise leaders should incorporate five imperatives into their management practices to successfully execute their organization's fiduciary mission. Let's talk about them. Here's imperative number one. Get training. CFOs and human resources managers should implement a training policy covering all four disciplines in ERISA's fiduciary standards of care. Those are governance, administration, investments, and controls. Successful completion of a risk management training course that focuses on ERISA should be a prerequisite for participation on an investment or benefit plan committee. Imperative number two, conduct a risk assessment. Commission with a qualified independent third-party firm to review your operations workflows and investment committee's governance practices. Imperative three, adopt an automation philosophy. It's time to address the convergence of information technology with error-prone manual compliance and management reporting methods that are based historically on spreadsheets and manual note-taking. Imperative four, enable sustainable controls. Implement a framework of internal controls that empowers operations personnel in order to avoid errors before they occur. And then fifth, the fifth imperative, cut costs and improve service quality. Annually examine fees paid to vendors and the quality of services they deliver, adjusting vendors' fees to maintain a reasonable relationship between their compensation and their levels of service. Well, for several years, risk management experts have been clear that retirement plans are underperforming. A key culprit is this industry standard pricing pricing which extracts unreasonable fees from the retirement accounts of American workers. Gaining control of those costs has the potential for dramatic economic and risk improvements for employees and their employers. A lot of evidence abounds. The U.S. Department of Labor, for example, has warned fiduciaries about findings uncovered during thousands of its enforcement audits. Advocacy groups for workers have published studies that reveal how investment outcomes are not likely to support workers' lifestyle expectations in their retirements. Activist employees are using the courts to force their employers to pay for underperforming 401k and 403b plans due to their belief that planned fiduciaries are failing to perform their duty to authorize only reasonable fees for service providers. Now, the challenge here for all stakeholders in the retirement plan ecosystem has been to align vendors' fees with the services they perform. Numerous organizations, including the Investment Fiduciary Council and ARP, are advocates in that direction. A comprehensive plan review can quantify the industry standard pricing scheme that may be present in your plan and its harmful impact on retirement outcomes while there's time to fix the problem. Now, however, realizing the opportunity that an unbiased assessment of the cost to employees that human resources units authorize will require that managers undergo a shift in their thinking. They're going to need to go beyond blind acceptance of their plans, vendors, pricing justifications and assurances of 
confidence and the, the trust me, just trust me attitude. Forward thinking risk managers in human resources and finance will focus on ERISA specific control tactics instead. Knowledgeable employers are enthusiastic about this opportunity and many are committed to action. Assuring that excessive fees don't infect retirement plans will determine whether a plan will deliver on its potential. Well, before we wrap up this podcast episode, I want to emphasize this point. The lack of careful attention to vendor compensation management opens the door to serious legal trouble for employers and the executives who serve as their retirement plans fiduciaries. We believe four issues underscore the retirement plan industry fee crisis. First, pricing structures. We've talked about those. The, the auto escalation feature of asset-based pricing is a very serious issue. Uh, market pricing, that is, what is the going rate factor, needs to be determined and evaluated on a case-by-case basis. Remember, the Department of Labor's determination of what's reasonable in the way of fees is based upon facts and circumstances. And then the service agreement itself, that's That becomes the basis for testing the integrity of the deliverables of a vendor. Are they doing what they say they will do? And then the quality of service is an issue that in order to be able to determine the reasonableness of fees needs to be rolled into pricing considerations. In other words, are we getting what we're paying for in terms of quality? So determining if compensation paid to vendors would survive a legal test of fairness is not a good do-it-yourself project for many organizations. If your team is stretched thin and challenged to figure out what's reasonable, then commission an independent assessment from an unbiased risk advisor who's fluent with ERISA planned fee structures. Well, in summary, organizations that have achieved advanced governance, risk management, and compliance have realized significant benefits in their costs, employee satisfaction, and regulatory readiness. Feel free to contact me if this podcast stimulated concerns about your plan's standing, and you may send me an an email at excellentfiduciary at rolandchris.com. Our website, rolandchris.com, has resources about the role and duties of fiduciaries who serve employee benefit plans qualified under ERISA. I hope you'll listen to our next podcast, and until then... Have a great day.